I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. <laughs> John Jacob Jingleheimerschmidt. <laughs> if, if he's waning, then your name is his name too. If it's waxing, <laughs> if it's waxing then you're like a tiger. <laughs> Welcome back to the internet's number one fake history podcast, The Lore Boys. Uh, we're dipping back into the SEO well this week uh, by loudly uh, by loudly claiming that this is Elder Scrolls Six lore. Nice. Uh, which, <laughs> to be fair, this is not confirmed yet. But I will bet dollars to donuts that there's there's going to be Khajiit in Elder Scrolls Six, right? Like we can all okay. agree that Gotta it's definitely. Be. There's definitely going to be Khajiit, so I can confidently say that this is Elder Scrolls Six lore. Meow, 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 meow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're 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 getting the Elder Scrolls fans keen for Elder Scrolls Six, and we're getting the furries on this episode, obviously. Finally, yeah, finally. I'm your host Ethan Ree, and joining me is Ma Peter and Dar James. Say hi, guys. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, hey. you know, they have their little European accents. With yeah. the is is the is the actor they chose for the Khajiit, right? Yeah, sort of. This, Since the last yeah. time we did, yeah. So I played like a lot of Skyrim. I played like oh, yeah? a good like like forty or sixty hours of Skyrim. Like I was going for a hundred percent, and then something else caught my my mind. But uh, I played a whole bunch. It was a lot of fun. Nice. This is uh, so. This is the lore of the Khajiit, and where else but elsewhere. Ah, um, ah. <laughs> so uh do you guys know for bonus points right off right off the top here before we even get into what uh what the heck a kajit is what's a kajit huh what what the heck's a kajit um <laughs> <laughs> you guys know the kajits the, in iraq just like say everything completely wrong <laughs> yeah do you guys know the, the two games that uh elsewhere is featured in one of them is one of them's a freebie it's arena is one of them and i guess eso right so the first one in the mmo eso was the freebie uh yeah. i'd say because yeah. it, it's all the zones are unlocked in, in yeah. ESO. Yeah. um but yeah it was uh featured in arena apparently which i've never played yeah. but uh apparently eso uh, I, I, arena's free i've played like 20 minutes of it it's old as fuck it's unplayable by like yeah, modern yeah, standards sure. the eso has a siren song where i'm i'm always somehow i'm like always avoiding the rocks but it calls out to me every time it's on sale for four dollars like especially honestly, right now <laughs> it's worth it man if you can get past the the grindy aspect of it like if, if you just treat it like warframe like i'm going to have to grind but i'm gonna get that that elder scrolls good shit too like then yeah i think you'd have fun yeah yeah that that's yeah. that's my thing like i'm i'm not gonna grind because i don't do the warframe either right but yeah. uh every single especially when i do these episodes man like every time i do one of these episodes i'm like God, I really, I really wish I could get into ESO or like because there's yeah. there's so much content and so much lore like unlocked in it, right? Yeah. Um, the thing cool. is, one more, one quick detour just in regards to the grind is like I grind in Monster Hunter, but that combat is really good. 
and you have like a very clear goal where there is very little RNG involved, right? At least in World and Rise. Uh, Warframe, very clear goal. RNG can be a bit of a bitch sometimes. MMOs, this is why I never, I, I couldn't go back to Destiny after put, I played 200 hours, then they were just like, hey, yeah, uh, now there's a power cap, so all your stuff is worthless in six months. I'm like, cool, I'm never playing this again, and then never did. Yeah. It's because there's two, when you cannot, you just don't know what's going to drop. I right? don't think you would ever oh. get to that point in ESO. Like, from playing Final Fantasy XIV with you, like, I don't think you would <laughs> ever get to the point where you hit power cap and you had to restart. Yeah. Like, I don't... If you got to that point, you'd be able to just explore every continent, find all the cool shit, and then stop playing. But yeah, just, playing. Just, yeah. I know it's like story-focused, right? Yeah. And yeah. on the subject of cat girls, yeah, I played, like, two and a half hours of FF14, and I was like, <laughs> I fucking hate this, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful, though, the game. Like, I remember being an Argonian and, like, picking these flowers by this river and just looking up and like wow this is a beautiful world i'm in like it, yeah, so it's, it's it's good yeah um cool before we get started uh shout out to new patrons noah head and balerion for subscribing to lower voice prime welcome oh yes to the, of course. welcome to the family take a kiss Moi. that's a free Moi. i guess all the other yeah. listeners could be taking that kiss too normally we only give kisses to the patrons so uh, i think I, the regular people know their place they're not gonna steal an <laughs> illegitimate kiss come on <laughs> I, I bet you Noah has heard this before but their name would be an excellent person to become a headless horseman after death noah head <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great, wouldn't uh, it? It's also yeah, a good but, answer to is it behind you? No. No, no ahead. Yeah. Ahead. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. All I was I thinking hope... was like a road sign, like road ahead. Or like <laughs> <laughs> we, we we say it all with love. Thank you for, for joining the, the patron yeah. stuff. Thanks. Uh, if you guys are interested in becoming uh patrons of the show, uh get like a pretty pink name on on Discord. Uh we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the Lord Boys. Red um, Pink is server booster. Yeah. yeah it's like it's like a deep like burgundy i don't know uh so there's lots of people on discord who have been asking for elder scrolls uh the top four that i saw was last peekaboo jester guitar king and pug jesus no pitsy quebecois so oh, thanks all yes, of course <laughs> <laughs> thanks all for the for the requests everyone uh if you guys want to get in touch and request an episode check out the link in our discord uh link to our discord uh in the description of this episode but Enough I, housekeeping, huh? Sorry. Uh, I I was like, saw Pug Jesus was in the, like trying to get their computer fixed. And they're having this really long thing. And I just started to post like, hot dogs are meant to be enjoyed, not weaponized. Whenever a fan <laughs> threw a hot dog at Tiger Woods in 2011 was ESPN's quote of the year. And uh, <laughs> just completely unhelpful. So you're welcome, Pug Jesus, on that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. This, is what, this is why the people come to the Lord Boys Discord because they have problems and they want hot dog facts. Someone yeah. help them. Someone <laughs> help them. Yeah. Um, cool. So, a lot of the, like, all the lore in uh, this episode is going to come from uh, similar to the Hammerfall, Hammerfall episode. Hammerfell. Uh, Hammerfell episode. The Pocket Guide to the Empire, first edition and third edition, were like huge resources for me. And then there's a bunch of like in game books that uh, we're going to talk about. Okay. Um, so let's start ourselves off with a quote from the Pocket Guide to the Empire 3rd edition. Uh, Khajiit are commonly considered one of the beast folks, one of the few survivors of the original inhabitants of Tamriel before the coming of Mare and Man and elsewhere is their home. Oh. Um, now, we, we've already kind of talked a bit about Khajiit because we obviously are super familiar with them. We haven't 
you know, describe to somebody who's never necessarily played an Elder Scrolls game or seen. Um, we could talk until we're blue in the face about what a Khajiit is. Nothing we say will do better than the first line on the Khajiit wiki page on fandom.com. Okay. So top of the page, first line, not to be confused with cat. And cat is obviously a hyperlink to a disambiguation <laughs> with the <laughs> various installments of cats throughout the Elder Scrolls series. Oh. Uh, namely two. So there's there's cat and there's cat wiki pages for Daggerfall and for ESO. I, I don't know if they don't exist oh. in other in other games, but uh, yeah, for somebody who's never played an Elder Scrolls game, doesn't know what a Khajiit is, they're cat people. I wonder yeah. if you can kill cats. You can't kill children. You must be able to kill a cat. Or you can kill dogs and chickens. You can kill everything else. That's true, yeah. Right. Um, so I guess I say they're cat people. Not entirely true. They're cat people, and they're also cats, which we'll get into in a little bit. They're just like I've read smart, about this. smart yeah. cats. Yeah. Uh, but well, it's like we'll, the Argonian, which we have an episode on, who are like the lizard people. It yeah. depends mm -hmm. on like their how they're born and raised. Is there are some Argonians who are very humanoid, some who are like totally animalistic, some who are like these oh. jacked up like like Bane basically from from Batman, but like a lizard, like or I guess it would be the crocodile from Batman. He has one of those. Never mind. I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. There are there are a lot of beast race uh, beast races. Um, the the Argonians is one that we've done an episode on. They're, those are the only other playable beast race, yeah. uh, as far as we know. Um, I talked about it during the Hammerfell episode, like the slowed are like one of the beast races. I would I would love to do just like an entire like, let's just go through all the fun little like beast races and, and go through a bit of their lore. So uh, maybe keep an eye out and, and let me know if that sounds like something that you guys be interested in, because I think it'd be fun. Um, so, yeah, Khajiit are one of the 10 playable races in the Elder Scrolls. They're anthropomorphized cat people uh, or again. Sometimes not anthropomorphized and just cats, but we'll get to that in a little yeah, bit. Okay. <laughs> like the Argonians, right. it's dependent on how they're born, not on how they're raised. It's entirely dependent on how they're born. Uh, okay. But we'll, we'll we'll get into it in a little bit. Yeah, they all hate they hate Mondays, regardless whether they're playable or not. Yeah, right? exactly. Yes. Love lasagna, hate Mondays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, they're known for their natural agility and stealth, leading to a pervasive racial racial prejudice that all Khajiit are thieves uh, is a common trope throughout the games. Dude, you know what else they do racially? their hands do four times the damage that of a man's so yep. they're the perfect for a melee build in skyrim yeah. jester longtime supporter of the show pointed that out on the server and uh, yeah my the first elder scrolls game i played was oblivion and my first yeah. character was a, a Khajiit, like an unarmed Khajiit essentially and they got yeah. like the, the paralyzing power attack like unlocked by default because they started with 25 unarmed yeah uh, oh, cool so you could just like it was like hold back and and power attack and you just yeah. like paralyze whoever you hit if you've only played Skyrim, uh, you may not. People may not know there are some wacky input and attack combos in fucking in Oblivion. Like there is some yeah. very weird like keyboard mouse directional shit that you can do that like I don't think you appreciate how like kind of cool that is. There's like you can like do dodge rolls and shit too in that one. It's like yeah. as your skills rank up, you get different combos and different passive moves. Um, yeah, and they get the bonus on arm strikes because they're they're like kitties. They got claws. But again, we'll talk about yeah. the claws in a little bit. Okay. So they're typically considered beast races of Tamriel. There are those, and there there is like in-game canon theories, like in in fiction canon beliefs that they're uh, not, and they may actually be Mer. The main supporting theory for that is that uh, there's different classifications, different breeds, I guess you could say, of Khajiit. 
some of whom look very much like one of one of which looks very much like men and one of which looks very much like Bosmer. The, the hairless, okay. hairless cat. That doesn't really look like a man, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Just like a humanoid hairless cat with wrinkles everywhere. <laughs> oh, no, this is my friend Bobby. He's, uh, come on. Bobby, quit at Stand up on your two feet like you showed me before. Come on. He's very affectionate. He's cold all the time. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to say Loreboy's canon. So yeah, the, the, officially the canon is, is still open. They might be, uh, they might be Myrrh, but not according to like their creation myth or like some other uh, histories of like people who found the proto Keji at some point. For people who didn't listen to our last ones, Myrrh is like the, uh, the family tree of elves, right? Yeah. yeah. Every, everything, everything but man or beast folk, which is the majority of playable races in Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, so man comes from another plane. The myrrh comes from another plane as well. And they're also d- descended from the uh, Daedra and Aedra in some regard. Uh, but they make up like the Dunmer, who are the Dark Elves. They make up the Bosmer, who are the Wood Elves. They make up the Orsimer, who are the Orcs. Um, the uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and the, Alt- and the Altmer, who are the High Elves. The, the exactly, su- yeah. The supreme magical ones. Yeah, which leads to all Mary Dominion and, and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> Loreboy's canon, I'm going to say that they're not myrrh. They're, they're just beast folk. And... My reasoning for that is there's never been an iteration of the games that they have a name that ends in Mer. <laughs> like they're they're huh. it's not it's not Catmer. Like they're that's not written anywhere <laughs> on the internet. Yeah. So or anywhere canon on the internet. So I'm gonna say yeah, like, no, even like the, the developers didn't intend this, and it's like a like it's a fun <laughs> little like in universe fiction. But I think we're safe to say like no, they're definitely beast folk, right? I right. like the in-game anthropologists who have not answered this yet, and how there's like the school of anthropology in tamriel yeah like on nern is just like yeah i don't know i mean uh it, it's like a deep sea animal it's just like well we've just never encountered a cat person alive <laughs> long enough to <laughs> analyze his behavior well exactly. speaking of deep sea animals if there's deep sea elves would they be murmur and if they're females they got mermaries um i'm so Khajiit are cat people, like we said before. They also come in typical big cat quadrupedal variety. So you do get Khajiit, who are like four-legged cats that like run around on the ground. Cool. They have the intelligence of of like the other of the Khajiit. So they have the same like mental capacities. Uh they're just like their physical form is changed essentially. Okay. They'll like still Aslan. jump on. Yeah, they'll still jump on your counter and knock a glass onto the ground, but they they, they know they're doing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, an adult man-sized Khajiit just, like, scratching at your door? It's just like, <laughs> I don't know, my, my roommate ruined my couches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you gotta neuter them, otherwise they're gonna spray, too. Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> oh, man, yeah. God damn it, Bobby, stop that. That's a spray bottle. <laughs> don't fucking spray me with that spray bottle, man. I hate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like i use bobby bobby a friend of the show that we mentioned a lot so he's myrrh in canon now or he's uh yeah. he's good yeah. yeah. boys yeah. canon yeah. so like like real cats they have claws which is which is what gives them the in- in-game bonus to unarmed damage we canonically and i gotta stress canonically know they share another feature of our very own felis caddis I do know this one because I remember there's like a limerick or something. There's a limerick or something in Skyrim about it. Or... Don't spoil it. Okay. Don't, if you yeah. do know it, don't spoil uh, it. But it's it the primordial yeah. pouch? No, no. no Good no. guess, but uh, no. So one of the volumes in the games, uh, or 
of the the we've we talked i talked a bit at the beginning there's a lot of like in canon books that you can read right one of the volumes of books in the games that you can find is called the real baron zaya it's a 12-part biography of the dunmer queen of mournhold named baron zaya there's a lot of those by the way i as someone who recently played i came across that book like so many times and i know it's it's not a skill book trash leave it behind kind of thing it's yeah a, it's, it's a, it's a yeah. 12 it's a 12 part book yeah. it's, there's 12 volumes so there's 12 different uh, volumes of it in volume yeah. four the queen baron zaya meets a kajit thief named theris yada 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 the two have intimate relations which confirms in canon that kajit have penile spines just like real world cats. Oh. So they got they got barbs on their dicks. Just uh, they yeah. confirm that in the canon. <laughs> in that book, it, cool. it's like Baron Zaya's like, that hurts. And he's like, well, no shit. What did you think? <laughs> uh, <laughs> for, the, for the record, I read the real Baron. I read all the Khajiit chapters of the real Baron Zaya today. So I, you're welcome, everybody. Like, I, I did it for us. <laughs> What's the evolutionary advantage of having barbs? Because uh, the if an unwilling female cat didn't want to accept your genetic uh seed they they couldn't necessarily get away once you got in oh i wolves have that but it's a knot like they just get like a bell basically on the end of their dick swells up and they stay attached for half an hour so no other wolf can come in and mix around um (laughs) the magic potion i guess nature is awful (laughs) (laughs) evolution evolution was not a plan okay not to be a loretta atheist evolution was not a plan it is all improvised and it's just whatever whatever gets something else pregnant is the the thing that carries on (laughs) that's why we're here we've talked about it a a long time ago we talked about it but you got the ducks with the corkscrew penises and then the females have like labyrinthian vaginas that- yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah it's, it's a- um, dating's a labyrinthine enough what do these ladies even want dude Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so also like real cats there are several different breed of kajid they are not all the ones we see in game and the ones we see in game are not all the same breed even uh so in arena we see the breed known as ohms those are the ones who look like the bosmer or the wood elves in Daggerfall, we see the Omsrat, uh, which are the ones who look like humans. In Morrowind, we see the Suthairat. Uh, the breeds in Oblivion and Skyrim are never explicitly stated, so we're not exactly sure, but we can kind of... And they got different maybe- legs, so they've got to be different. Because in Morrowind, um, Argonians and Khajiit cannot wear human boots because they have the reverse knees yeah. of like a reptile or a cat. Uh, Puss in Boots denied. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk shit that movie's good <laughs> i've heard for good things about the new one from peter yes in the bonus content yeah <laughs> <laughs> so which breed of kajit is born what we we're talking about before seems to have less to do with genetics than to do with astrology of all things oh uh, no <laughs> we were just talking about dating and how confusing it is now you have to know <laughs> All the astrology charts to get with anyone these days. And then, yeah, Pisces with a thorned get, dick. Dating as a Khajiit is terrible. I sent Peter a reel and it's a guy on Tinder doing like a speed run to date. Oh, and he so like, pulls up a girl and then she says her astrology sign and, and then he already knows astrology. He's like pulling up the reference chart. I'm a Leo. And she's like, no way, we were a perfect match. Um, so yeah, both the Khajiit's appearance and physiology depends on which phase of the moon they are born in. 
Uh, and I wrote which phase of the moon. I should have written which phase of the moons, as you guys will remember. That's true. Yes. Previous episodes, there's at least two moons on Nern, the the world in which uh, Elder Scrolls takes place. There's, I think, there's at least two moons. We'll say, and I'll get it. I'll explain why I'm saying that in, in a little bit. Oh, uh, so I just re- sorry, I just remember something. The Baron Zaya thing. Isn't that the connected to the stones that you have to collect in Skyrim? Those like little pink stones. There's the stones that are in the of Baranzaya, yeah. Oh yeah, the, the stones of Baranzaya, which are supposed to be like her her jewels. I I didn't look up the lore on the stones of Baranzaya, but I remember you have to bring it to um, the bald dude in um, the thieves bring it guild. To the thieves guild, yeah. It, yeah. You yeah. can put it in a crown, which you don't get to wear, so that quest is fucking pointless. Uh, <laughs> apparently, it like unlocks a house or something for you too, because I remember a guy was trying to go for a million gold as fast as he could in Skyrim. And it turned out like uh, growing your own crops and making stuff out of alchemy was one of the best ways to do it, just selling it to vendors. And uh-huh. so he took the side quest of getting all the stones to get another piece of property so he could have more farmland to get to a million gold faster. Yeah, uh-huh. I watched a really cool playthrough of, or like like broken playthrough of, of Skyrim, which was uh, level one. Uh, like beat the game but it basically involved like and I don't know if this has been patched since but it involved going to like the ritual stone which is like uh, when you when you pass white run you go like up the hill on the right and like it's there and it lets you just like revive like resummon a corpse essentially Um, but it lets you do it like on or it it summons all it like summons all corpses in a 60 foot radius or something like that Um, but other summons when you when you revive corpse, uh, that when they die the second time, they turn to ash and you can't revive yeah. them again. But not with the ritual stone. So you can um, you just get like an army of like you start with like an army of wolves and then you end up with like an army of guards and then you get like an army of giants and then you can just kind of like run through the game and they just like do all your fighting for you. But yeah, it's like like yeah. all the stones you can only use once a day. So it's like you have to use it. Then you have to wait twenty four hours. Like you have to hit the wait menu and just like wait for twenty four hours every time you use it and it like lasts for like. I don't know, like a minute in game or something like that. Diablo um, two necromancer playthrough of uh, yeah, exactly of, of Skyrim. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there was a bunch of other stuff that he eventually got. It's so that like he didn't have to wait the twenty four hours, and like the summons lasted like way longer and all that. But it got got very crazy. Cool. Um, so uh, we were talking about Khajiit, though, not random stories from Skyrim, random YouTube <laughs> Skyrim videos that I watched at two in the morning one time several <laughs> years ago. Uh, <laughs> So appearances dra- vary drastically from one breed to another. Some resembling the common house cat. Some are, are quite small. Others resembling giant tigers. Uh, and like I said before, others being uh, indistinguishable from men or mer. Um, there are 17 known or encountered breeds of Khajiit. Though according to the first edition pocket guide, there are more than 20 in total, at least. Uh, I have a, a quote here. The Khajiit attribute their improbable biology to the workings of the Jakaje, the moon strings or lunar lattice, a magical and semi-divine phenomena believed to derive from the influence of Tamriel's twin moons, Masser and Secunda. So um, there's a lot of gobbledygook there. Jakaje is the uh, essentially the Khajiit. The Khajiit have their own pantheon. Uh, a lot of, there's a lot of parallels. Uh, so like Akatosh is known as Alkosh in okay. in. Uh, we'll, sure. we'll get a, a bit more into them. We're not going to go deep into their their pantheon because a lot of it is the same. But like Jacka Jay is, uh, he's a unique god to the Khajiit, and he is comes in two forms: Jode and Joan, which uh, represent the two moons essentially. Okay, um, cool. The two cat people that would buy a bunch of different cats, right? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Joan. yeah exactly yeah uh so the main variations on their size and shape when born are dependent on nern's larger moon masser that's the one known as jode uh de- depending on the phase of masser the khajiit will take on one of four main appearances so if the moon is full if masser is full there'll be a large quadruped if uh masser is not full but it is waxing there'll be a large biped uh, if Master is a new moon, there'll be a small biped. And if Master and if is waning, there'll be a small quadruped. <laughs> oh, okay. I was hoping if, if one of them, like, it was the to- like the top half. Oh, no, wait, I guess that is how it works. What's the opposite? Wait, <clears throat> do they have, like, human feet? And then, like, a cat on the top. That's the normal part, right? Is there ever I the mean, opposite? Like a centaur? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's, like, the cat <laughs> bottom and then the human at the top? Or... <laughs> Not. Well, I mean, so there's 17 encountered yet. Maybe Elder Scrolls Six confirmed. We're going to have human top... All the races in, in Elder Scrolls Six are going to be top half human and just bottom right. half the other bullshit. So right. <laughs> the other bullshit. Like and and I, don't mean, I don't mean every playable race. I mean, like, every, every species, every everything. Mud crab, Whoa. bottom half crab, top half human. You know, cool. dra- dragons, bottom half. And I, you know, it's the how does how would a dog wear pants? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You can have the same conversation of like, how would you split the dragon so that the top half right. is human? But yeah, that's how it's going to be confirmed. Cool. Uh, so, I'm into <laughs> I was just thinking about like how wildly dangerous a, like a tiger centaur would be because you'd have like the upper torso of a man with like a spear and a shield and then the lower body of a cat which has like the front paws and like those wicked kicking back paws oh, like yeah. I would yeah. fuck people up <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of uh, you know how people are are whenever they become paralyzed uh, from the waist, it's always the waist down. It's never the waist up. But like a cat running with a person on the top, like cats are so fluid. I feel like the top half would be flopping all over as the cat's <laughs> running full blast. You know, <laughs> it'd be hard to stay up straight. <clears throat> well, there's some comic, and I I apologize for not being able to cite the author, but it's like uh, when centaurs are babies because foals will walk within an hour. But right, like right. Baby, babies can't sit up for the first like five months of oh, their it's lives. Like, <laughs> so it's, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the, like the full bottom half is like running around and the baby top half is just flopping around. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the second moon of Nern, Secunda or Joan to the Khajiit affects how bestial a Khajiit will appear depending on its phase. During a waxing phase, a Khajiit is born more bestial and during a waning phase, less so. So I think uh, I'll remember the name of those moons. It's pretty. The first bigger one is named Masser, like massive, mm-hmm. and the second one is Secunda. Yeah, it's pretty easy to remember, isn't that? I I love how you're saying. Uh, I think I'll remember that. Like we haven't talked about it on like four other episodes. We haven't brought this up. <laughs> so clearly, you forgot it the other times. But we'll we'll see if you do remember. Well, it's rain, it's it's striking a, 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 a chord now. So yeah, we'll <laughs> okay. see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, so I have an excerpt here. Uh, it's it's pretty long, but we can kind of we can uh, joke in the middle of it a bit. Uh, it's an interview with some. It, it, it's weird. So I found this like series of interviews uh, on the site, the Imperial Library, which is just like a repository of a bunch of like Elder Scrolls lore and also like real world uh, things. Is this interview by this uh, person named Qwerty or who went by the name Qwerty, who wrote for like a russian magazine who did a lot of interviews with bethesda in like 2000 and 2001 okay cool on on like on the lore of the elder scrolls and like the development of the elder scrolls and all this other stuff so this this one in particular is translated from russian it is uh some bethesda employees so douglas goodall primarily but also your boy todd howard and ken rolston 
who are who are in character essentially uh as as different people and this is like circa 2001 uh okay so this is uh in character bethesda employees they're they're playing uh kajit named jabasha who's just like answering questions as though he was being interviewed by this russian interviewer named Cordy. okay cool Khajiit are born to the lunar lattice, the Jakajay. The phases of Master and Secunda at birth determine the, a form a Khajiit takes in life. Khajiiti newborns look very similar to one another, with their form becoming clear over several weeks. We are smaller than you humans when we are born, but we grow faster. Okay. When Master is new and Secunda is full, the Ohms is born. They are like the Bosmer, but sometimes shorter. Many Ohms tattoo their faces to show they are Khajiit. So they look like so, so, like, so much like the Bosmer, or not like cats that they actually will get like cat like tattoos on their face oh, to show that they are so tabby. yeah yeah the tabby m above the eyebrows right yeah, <laughs> yeah. very nice when master is new and secunda is waxing the ohms rot is born they have light fur and a tail but they walk on their uh, but they walk on their heels like men and can be mistaken for men at a distance so pete you were kind of saying how like not all of them have the f- the feet to fit a man boot um these ones do and these ones like are often confused with with men uh, and just being like, oh, you're just like a hairy dude, you know? You're a guy with a tail, whatever. <laughs> feet to fit a man boot. I don't know why, but that phrase, it sounds so nice. I, <laughs> I wrote it down. Yeah. I wrote yeah. it down because I was like, it's got a nice, like, it's got a nice title to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like cellar door, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's got, it's Unique got New York. Feet to fit a man boot. Feet to fit a man boot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, when Master and Secunda are new, the Suthe is born. Uh, they look similar to Jobasha, but smaller, who's like the in-character Kajit who's talking is Jobasha. Okay. Uh, when Master is new and Secunda is waiting, Suthe Rot is born. Jobasha is a Suthe Rot, as are nearly all Kajit in Morrowind. Other races call the Suthe Rot Jakajit, but Jobasha knows not why. Jakajit is one of our words for Merun's Dagon, which I, oh. I could not figure out. What the f- I could not figure out why this was. He's like the prince of destruction and change. Maybe it's like a yeah. form change thing. I, I can only think like the ones in Morrowind might be viewed as like like harbingers of this this Daedric prince of destruction. I, I don't know. I, I looked into this. I could not figure out why. And again, this was like an like a live interview between a, a developer and you know a russian journalist so okay, yeah. maybe he just like said said it a lot of this canon comes to be because he kind of just says it i guess no yeah. knowing what we know about uh the skyrim and stuff we could just assume it's racism yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. well uh, the beast folk in morwood are slaves they're like literal plantation slaves the uh the yeah. khajiit and the argonians right. uh the the dunmer big into slavery they love it yeah, yeah a little too much huh mm. i'd say so what's the line yeah. though you know how much can you love much. slavery before it's too much? <laughs> I think, yeah. yeah, I think, well, you can pay someone um, enough wages that they have to continue working, uh, okay. but it's enough to meet most of their needs on a day to day. OK, death slavery, I think, is we're cool with that in the real world. So, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> Uh, so when, when uh, Master is waxing and Secunda is full, the Cathay is born. They are larger than Jobasha and stronger. When Master and Secunda are waxing, the Cathay Rot is born. They are even larger and stronger than the Cathay. Wow. Uh, when, when Master is waning and Secunda is full, the Alphic is born. The Alphic is like what you would call a house cat. Jobasha does not advise calling an Alphic a house cat, for while they are not made to speak your language, they do understand it. So there know. are like house cat like quadrupedal small cats or, or quadrupedal small Khajiit, I should say, excuse me, um, who again, Whoa, have, talking have, about racism. 
have the intelligence <laughs> have the intelligence to understand language, just don't have the mouth shape to speak it. Oh, uh, it's like you go and visit Sheogorath, and there's one of the what's it called again? The the house cat version of Khajiit. Elfic. Elfic. So you go see Sheogorath, and there's you have the tea party, and there's one in the tree, uh, an Elfic in the tree yeah. with the big <laughs> yeah. smile and yeah. everything. Yeah. Pipe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cheshire Elfic. That doinks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when Master and Skidder are full, the Sench is born. The Sench is very large, but similar to the Pamarat, they stand as tall as an Altmer and can weigh as much as 20 Altmer. Other, K- other Khajiit ride them. So there's like. Well, which I, is wait, like. They have like piggyback mounts of giant yeah, catmen? Yeah, yeah. Yo! Uh, giant, giant, not catmen. They're like, these are like four four legged ones. So like, they're, it's oh. just like catmen riding giant cats, essentially. That's, wow. that's, that's rad. Giant, giant intelligent cats. We don't yeah. have that. The closest thing we have are like horse girls who pretend to be horses and run on all fours. <laughs> yeah, I, love, I love that woman. I, she's just amazing. Oh my There's God. multiple. I found There's, another I've one. Seen, I've I only seen the one. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Jamie sent me a crazy one recently. <laughs> yeah. It's, maybe I'll, I'll try and get a piggyback one of these days. For yeah. One of them. We'll see. Yeah. 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 That is really cool. Sorry, because when you said they were as tall as an Altmer, of course, I imagined them standing upright. But you mean like at the shoulder of the Khajiit. Yeah. It is like as it's, they're like 6'5". The, yeah. the as tall as an Altmer, but weigh as much as 20. So well, like, yeah, I mean, uh, way, way bigger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. huge. Uh, when Master is full and Secunda is waxing, the Sench Rat is born. The Sench Rat is much larger and slower than the Sench. Their legs are straighter and their body is not as long. They stand as tall as two Altmer and can weigh more Jeez. than 50. These are also ridden, especially in battle. Imperials call them battle cats. But again, Jobasha does not suggest calling a sench rat a battle cat. <laughs> Imagine you're just a, a teenage Khajiit and you get pregnant and you get stuck with the one that's 50 times the size of you. <laughs> and you gotta, first of all, give, give birth to these things. They're much smaller when they come out. But then you gotta you hope it's not a litter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta feed these things. Holy, man. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. Uh, when Master is full and Secunda is new, the Pamar is born. They're like what you would call a tiger. So they're like quadrupedal and just a tiger. When Master is full cool. and Secunda is winning, the Pamarat, they are like the Pamar, but larger and more dangerous. Um, so according to the legend in the first edition pocket guide, there's another lunar alignment dependent on a third secret unconfirmed moon. Uh, what? Yeah, that's why I said there's at least two moons. So These motherfuckers have a secret moon they've been hiding yeah. from us? <laughs> right? Well... According to Khajiit legend, a main can be born only under a particular alignment of Master and Secunda when a third moon also appears in the sky in line with them. So essentially, there's like a uh, Disney's Hercules. Uh, yeah, of course. What, what do you call it? Uh, not it's, as... it's the alignment. It's I can't remember. It starts with a Z, I think. Uh, Ziggler. When all the planets align and then all the... <laughs> Titans get locked under the ocean or something. I'm looking up the word for it. There's syzygy. A syzygy is when all That's the, the word the, for it. Yeah, when the planets align. Okay. Oh, yeah, Ziggler is a song by Periphery, a band. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so the main is the formal title given to the nonpartisan spiritual leader and ruler of elsewhere and the Khajiit people. Cool. Khajiit tr- tradition holds that only one main can be alive at any time and that there is indeed only one main because. He's just reborn in different bodies throughout it's the like age. the Dalai Lama, basically. Does he have does he have like a specific body type, or could he end up in like could he be the house cat could he be an elfic? Could he be a he, he he's not a specific breed. He can be any any breed of Khajiit. 
technically. Oh, mm. uh, I sent you a picture. The, o- the only picture for today's episode, which is uh, the only picture of <laughs> <laughs> a main that I found. Wow. Uh, you, you do meet a main in, oh. you meet the ghost of a main in one of the games. He's Elder, literally Elder all Elder main. Yeah, so we'll yeah. get it. We'll get into what what his deal is uh, or why he looks like that. But you guys want to just describe what he looks like, I guess, for the listeners. Cousin yeah. it fa- from uh, the Adams family. He's just hair from head to toe. Yeah, it is like cousin it, but without the blind guy glasses, it's just a regular cat's face in the middle. <laughs> oh, just poking out of like these these dreadlocks, just yeah. like sprouting off yeah. him. Uh, so to explain what the what the deal with that is, uh, I have an excerpt from the first edition. In olden times, the Khajiit would shave off their own manes in deference to the mane, oh. braiding them into locks that he would incorporate into his own gigantic mane. Oh. Over time, as the population of the region grew, this ritual became impractical. Now, while all Khajiit still <laughs> remove their manes, they do so largely as a symbolic sacrifice. The current mane still wears the hairlocks and braids of his own tribe, as well as those of his warrior guard, which encompasses hundreds of Khajiit. He is so weighted down by the hair of his kinsmen that he cannot move without aid and often travels about the countryside by means of a palanquin. Wow. So he's, he's so cousin-itted <laughs> himself, he like can't walk, basically. Can't That's wipe crazy. his own. Like there's no way you can wipe your own ass in that, you know? No, like, no, no, no. <laughs> and he has to go in the litter box too and he's got yeah. all the litter yeah, stuck I, to it. Uh, yeah. It's all yeah. matted. Well, oh, I mean, man. so uh, we'll get to it in a little bit. They, they, they're from elsewhere. Uh, which is desert, so like really, the world is their litter box. You right? can shit anywhere. Oh. <laughs> so they they don't mention like which type of kajita could be. So there could be like that, like old pyramids in the desert from a long, long time ago with the house cat on top, who's actually the main, and they're <laughs> yeah. all just like bowing down to the big house. Yeah, cat. yeah. I know, but you like your empire would go through like different different cycles, right? Like you, right. at some point, you'd have like a gigantic tiger king at some point, point. Yeah, oh, and then so there true. would be like, oh, the dark times when the weak men ruled of just like a bunch of like foppish house cats, completely <laughs> weighed down by the wigs <laughs> that their people donate to them. Like, yep, which is like, yep. so I I was kind of mentioning it before. The only main you meet in games is in Elder Scrolls Online. There's a quest where uh two mains are essentially born under the the light of that moon and they have to like they have to basically battle each other to become the main and it's like the quest is whoever you choose to support is going to end up becoming like the Uh, new main essentially i Uh, thought the main was what you what the king called uh his boyfriend when he was trying to hide it up or whatever yeah Yeah, so uh no no it's so telling of and I, I mean, like, this is like super cool lore, like very interesting uh, and such a missed opportunity in so many ways, because like you said, Peter, like you'd have these like gigantic, like, you know, 12 foot tall at the shoulder, like lions that could yeah. have been main at some point. But like all the depictions, of course, are just like the humanoid ones, right? Like yeah. in Elder Scrolls Online, they presented three and they made them all like, oh, uh, no, they're all like the humanoid ones, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, that kind of like a development thing, right? Because if you I know, again, to go back to Monster Hunter, the reason there's only like five or six kinds of monster is because they only d- design five or six animation skeletons to save time and then just model and textures them on top of that. So you've got the T-Rex skeleton and the dragon skeleton and like the monkey yeah. skeleton, stuff like that. So like, obviously, it's like I know like Starfield is coming out. And there's a lot of headlines about like, we're going to have 12,000 planets. I'm just like, no, please, God. <laughs> and then uh, but like instead of having multiple 
cooler or like multiple kind of diverse builds of cat person or Argonian person where all these different races have different forms. It's just like, yeah, I mean, well, we wanted 600 characters with uh, three lines of dialogue instead of, you know, like, and we're just going to talk up all this other cool shit. Not not to shit on Elder Scrolls at all. I think it's great, but it is, yeah. it is a wasted opportunity to not model like one. Dude, right. it's the future. We got procedurally generated cats now of all sorts. Yeah. <laughs> just, just get chat GPT to make me a video game. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that'll be better. <laughs> no, but like not even, I, I mean, that's a fair, those are fair points in terms of like game development, Pete, but like they could, they could just make an art, like just mock up some art of like, a yeah. cool, like if you're going to draw like one main ever, like why not make like just like two and make one of them like the cool beastial one. I don't know. Yeah. And use the wolf skeleton. Use the use the bear skeleton. Do one of them. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. Main, there are big four legged animals in Skyrim. Sorry, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Make them a dragon. They made. They have, they saber, made, they have saber tooth fucking cats in Skyrim. What are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they they, they turned tur- tur- Alduin into uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. Like, why couldn't yeah. they? Uh, can't they just make a fucking bestial main. Or, or just have a fucking Thomas the Tank Engine just weighed down completely with cat fur. Nobody would ever know. So the main was a spiritual leader, much like the Dalai Lama, but would remain neutral in times of conflict and, and is not a specific breed, like we were saying, just a unique Khajiit among the existing breeds. He's the ruler of the Khajiit and of their homeland elsewhere. But more on elsewhere after the break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It is said that a hundred civilizations are buried beneath the sands of Elsewhere, and it may be unwise to assume our current empire will forever stand above the shifting stands of the desert province. The Khajiit who occupy the southern land between Black Marsh and Valenwood have always been a restless people and prove regularly that nothing in Tamriel is immortal. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about the Khajiit, uh, and we're talking about Elsewhere, their home. What do you guys know about desert, huh? Hot uh, during the day, cold as fuck at night. That's true. That's, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. A lot of sand. Some of them, or a lot of snow. Antarctica, desert. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else? Some of them uh, are probably just like like dirt, right? Like not even sand, but yeah. Their landscapes are like, well, especially the sand ones can be like really temporary. I guess the snow ones too, just because like the winds will change actual like mountains and stuff because of just the dunes yeah the dunes how stuff moves around there's there's just uh icy also yeah i i have that book i haven't read it yet it's on my piano right now yeah it's right there dune go read it yep oh good just read it read it coward 
I should. <laughs> so, according to the monomyth, or their monomyth, I should say, uh, we've talked about the monomyth before. It's like the creation myth for uh, for the Elder Scrolls world. Do you guys right. remember the 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 top dogs in the Elder Scrolls creation myth? Akatosh. No, no, he came afterwards. It's like Ayla or something. It's a uh, it, Anu Al- and Anu. Oh, okay, and the one that sounds like a Star Wars princess, Le- Leia. There's Pad- <laughs> Padme. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> same thing. <laughs> Leia, yeah, I don't remember that one. <laughs> yeah. La, La- Le- Leia, <laughs> yeah, Anu and Padawan. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, so according to uh, the Khajiit monomyth, the Khajiit have lived in Elsewhere since Azura, who's a, a Khajiit god spelled A Z U R A H. It's the oh, it's yeah. the parallel to Azura, the the regular one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Came down to Nern and lifted a species of forest people stuck between man and beast and brought them to the desert. So according to their own myth, they said like we were like a people that lived in the forest and we were like we were kind of like an anthropomorphized cat until yeah, our god- gods were tired of picking up our poops so they put yeah. us into a place where it's much easier to pick up the poops. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Where we can bury the our wind, own poop. The yeah. wind shifts the dunes and it's just like, oh yeah, like where you pooped is gone by the morning because it's yeah. all just blown away. <laughs> it's it's the uh uh what is it? Ozymandias with like the the giant statue sticking out of the stand, but it's just like one like a litter scoop just sticking out of the desert. <laughs> <laughs> um so I got a I got a quote for you guys. It's another long one. Uh it's from the in-game book the words of clan uh clan mother anisi i wrote clan moth that's not right uh, the words <laughs> the words of clan mother anisi in the beginning there were two littermates anur and fadame okay. uh okay <laughs> like, <laughs> completely completely unique and original uh creation story we got going for yeah uh, <laughs> we, we talked we talked about this before we talked about it i think during the argonian episode quite a bit i think it's uh because like their creation myth was like kind of similar to and like they changed some things the argonians went like way more off with like the hist yeah. um but but the fact that there was a lot of like concurrent themes that tied back to other mythology is just like if ancient greece and ancient china both had the exact same stories We'd probably yeah. like be giving them a lot more credence to being like maybe that was legit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, like that's, yeah. you know, if Peruvians, uh, if Peruvians, ancient Greeks and ancient Chinese could all agree, then it's probably like, oh, that's that probably is like real then. Right. And it's like the even, flood myths. It's just like very clearly yeah. there was like flooding in the Fertile Crescent at some point because a bunch of people talk about it still. Yeah, exactly. uh, that's exactly. Yeah, I was going to say I was like, Ethan's wife probably knows more about this than me because I feel like she studied some of that stuff with like with like religion and stuff in school. Yeah, she's didn't a nerd. She, uh, yeah. yeah, so got her. There, there are, yeah, yeah, there are those like common things that come up in in all the myths. Yeah, yeah enough about that. Let's talk about video games, guys. Uh, <laughs> Sick. The, uh, just to continue the quote, after many phases, Fatima said to Anur, "Let us wed and make children to share our happiness." And they gave birth to Alkosh, the first cat. Alkosh is the uh, equivalent to Akatosh. Okay, yeah. And and Anur said, "Alkosh, we give you time." For what is as fast or as slow as a cat, it's all—it's all just the same story, just with a lot of cats sprinkled. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it is a find and replace, basically. Yes. So I just hit fast forward a little bit. We—they go through like the, the same order of gods being created as Anu and Padme. Uh, you guys will remember that like Padme at some point has to like retreat into the sun to hide from Anu, who's like right. angry. Uh, the same thing happens here, where Anu says like, "Hey." 
that's enough kids, no more kids. And Fatima just like decides to have a few more kids. <laughs> uh, so the last of the kids that she has. And Fatima gave birth to the moons and their motions. And she gave birth to Nerni, the majestic sands and lush forests. And she gave birth to Azura, the dusk and the dawn. So in order, it's the moons, the earth, and like the cycle of night and day, basically. Okay. Like okay. the orbits, essentially. Um, mm. Nerni being the world, the obviously. Nern, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, we talked a bit about the the god of the moons a little bit before. Ja, 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 ja or something. Um, <laughs> John Jacob Jiggle Iberschmidt. If he's if he's waning, then your name is his name too. If it's waxing, <laughs> if it's waxing, then you're like a tiger. Uh, if he's if he's waxing, then you're Mr. Miyagi. There you uh, go. Yeah, that's right. That's right. To continue the quote, and from the beginning, Nerni and Azura fought for their mother's favor. Nerni, to you, Fatime leaves her greatest gifts. You will give birth to many people, as Fatime gave. birth to many people as Fatima gave birth today. When Nerni saw that Azura had nothing, Nerni left smiling. So they had kind of been like competing for their mother's attention. And then uh, mom says like, hey, you're the world. You're going to like birth the races of the world, essentially, which is like the beast races specifically, right? So most applicable to the Khajiit and the Argonians of the, the playable races. Yeah. And all of, all of Fatima's children left except Azura. And Fatima said, to you, my favorite daughter, Fatima leaves her greatest gift. To you, Fatima leaves her secrets. And Fatima told her favorite daughter three things. When Nerni is filled with her children, take one of them and change them. Make the fastest, cleverest, most beautiful people and call them Khajiit. The Khajiit must be the best climbers, for if Master and Secunda fall, they must climb Kenarthi's breath to set the moons back in their courses. Oh, The, the Khajiit must be the best deceivers, for they must always hide their nature from the children of Anur. The Khajiit must be the best survivors, for Nerni will be jealous, and she will make the sands harsh and the forests unforgiving, and the Khajiit will always be hungry and at war with Nerni. Wow. So whenever in that first one, it made me think the the moons are just like big balls of yarn. Yeah. And they're falling down <laughs> and the cats are like batting up and them back up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be like some sort of epic myth like carved into the wall of a pyramid, right? Like yeah. some giant <laughs> exactly. cat just like batting back the sun itself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like batting back one of the moons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, that it, it's basically saying like uh you know they they the reason why they're known as like good liars is because their god has told them like Anur is like chase was chasing Fatima at the time. And Fatima was hiding when she gave birth to Azura and Nerni and, and uh, the moon god. Uh, and the next line in this is, and then Fatima dies, essentially. So she got like, she got beat up and uh, she, she didn't survive. Uh, but she gave the gift of, gift of deception to Azura to give to the Khajiit so that they could basically escape from that same like grandpa's, grandpa's anger. Patri patriarchal yeah. rage, I guess. <laughs> Against cats, there. I mean, it does all like the qualities of a cat. They're they live on every continent except like Antarctica, mm -hmm. um, and they're very stealthy. Like a cat doesn't want to be found; it'll just never be found, right? Yeah. So they're survivors. They're yeah. very they're very stealthy. Yeah. So who's, the, who's the patriarch? That's Anu. Yeah, Anu. Anu okay. being the the yeah big angry dad. Is it like the dad who gets a cat and pretends not to like it at first, but then by the end, Anu has a Khajiit and is, is, is cuddling it when no one's watching? Or? No, the dad yeah. goes into the basement and like makes a bunch of Daedra, like demons. To, yeah. Like, gives, oh, birth to, yeah. gives birth to Sithis, who gives birth to the Daedra. To, like, we have an episode on this. Yes, okay. yeah. I remember now. I, I said no pets! <laughs> the, the, <Yeah. laughs> 
I'll, I'll show you. There was an old lady who got a house cat, and, <laughs> and so they're swallowing a, a Daedric prince. Um, <laughs> if you like. and then yeah, they, they made them good. Uh, Azura was told by Fatima to make them good survivors because they'd be living in the desert again. It's a creation myth, so like it, I I say this every time we talk about creation myths, but like I love the the idea of like reverse engineering these to make it like yeah. fit the people, and I, I do think Elder Scrolls always does such a good job with this, where it's like yeah, they're desert people, so they have something in their creation myth that's like oh we're we're living in the desert because you know our goddess built us to survive in it and we clearly see like the moons change the way our children are born so we must be tied to the moons yeah yeah it's yeah it's very much just like that trying to explain it away it's like so why don't we live somewhere with drinkable water it's like because god made us tough yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah uh so as a result elsewhere is a harsh land of arid scrublin uh, and sprawling desert, bordering on more verdant lands at its borders. Uh, so it borders on uh, Cyrodiil. It borders on uh, the Valenwood, uh, which no, it's way south. It's uh, way, okay. way 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 south. So it it borders on the Valenwood, which is where the Bosmer lives, so where the Wood Elves lived, and it it borders on Cyrodiil, which is where the he- I see Jamie searching a map of of yeah. I just <laughs> want to look at right I just want to look at the map of Nern just so I have like a good yeah. reference. Yeah. Um. It's also it has like a coastal region in the south of Elsewhere. It actually does have like marsh and rainforest and jungle, essentially. Cool. That's a uh, transition so into Black Marsh, right? Uh, I'm does not, it border that? I think it does on the east, but it's not necessarily like the the. Yeah, uh, I'll post invoice. I have it. Uh. Okay. Um. Anyway, Elsewhere's society has always been divided along this line of like the harsh oh. desert in the north and the verdant kind of rainforest in the south, which just makes sense. Uh, there's like a stratified plantation aristocracy centered on production of the hallucinogenic moon sugar occupying uh, the, the southern groves and a society of nomadic desert tribesmen occupying the badlands and desert. So it is m- like mostly desert, but there is like a, a rich, you know, like verdant area in the south and that's like where the rich people live because that's where the the means of production is right it's right. like uh, I, I guess it would it, i mentioned it earlier uh not really knowing that it would be a direct impression. it is like the fertile crescent like kind of north africa exactly. or like north yeah. uh, northeast africa and like jordan and then yeah. you've got like nomadic bedouins out in the out in the dunes yeah there's a there's a really interesting uh like map of the uh southern united states uh plantation country you know like the the confederate south the the dirty south um of uh you can see voting demographics and you can overlay that with like uh soil fertility and they they match up like really closely because where soil fertility was high people had a lot of slaves and the descendants of of slaves black people tend to vote democrat not republican interesting so the, it's like a, a really interesting like, oh, just because like these were the verdant places, like that's where this thing is is focused, which is I, I guess the the parallel here is like uh, this is the verdant area. So this is where like the wealth is focused is in the south. Right. Well, yeah. in Europe, there's a map that shows radiation poisoning and porn preference and hentai is most preferable in areas of high radiation so <laughs> what does that yeah. say <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that people who who get a little bit too much of the of uh, of the uranium juice they like the 2d yeah. women so i, I, I don't think know, it, i think it means i must have been irradiated <laughs> as a child i don't know uh, <laughs> 
Uh, I guess, yeah, Jamie posted the map. Ellsweir doesn't border on Black Marsh, but just because Cyrodiil kind of like juts down in between the two, it looks like. Yeah, I completely forgot the shape of Cyrodiil because um, I, I haven't played I was, Oblivion in years. <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to remember. I played Oblivion not that long ago. I was just trying to remember. I was like, does Black Marsh like reach under Cyrodiil? But I didn't think it did. Um, no. Okay. So. This is like kind of that's kind of like modern day society more is like the, that split um, early in the first era. So like we're in the fourth era in the games, right? Uh, fourth yeah. or fifth era, depending on the game. Um, early in the first era, there were 16 independent realms in Elsewhere. Unlike states of man and mer, there was little competition for land and resources between them. There was almost no like border wars or clan warfare uh, at the time. Instead, they recognized their own idiosyncratic strengths and would specialize in that, supplying their neighbors in exchange for equal measure. So as an example, Ney Quinal, where great warriors were born in trade, might trade its warriors to Torval in exchange for fish and other bounties of the sea. Uh, so there, it is like the uh, an idyllic society, it's, it seems like, according to the third edition uh, Pocket Guide to the Emperor, yeah. um, where everyone is just like, yeah, you know, we we don't have any uh fish because we're in the desert you guys are on the coast uh but we do have warriors because we don't have any we we don't spend any time fishing or farming because we're in the desert we just spend time (laughs) practicing fighting i guess so i'll trade trade you a sound warrior for a fish makes me wonder how um the history was like brought on to like the next eras or whatever because like i guess with in the case of humans like you would know oh these guys were at war because we found uh stone tip arrowheads and we found like stabs into whatever but the khajiit fight with their hands they're not gonna find weapons <laughs> yeah <laughs> they were very peaceful they never fought yeah. ever we didn't find just a bunch of receipts <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah. yeah um so the dominance of each region so there, again there's 16 states we can call them the dominance of each state is influenced by the moon or the moons I keep writing moon when i mean moons um and that accord was respected by all so when both moons were full nay quinal was in dominance when both moons were half Torval. And when both moons were new, Senchal was dominant. So it's basically just like depending on which phases of the two moons, oh. the same as the uh, the kind of the birth chart. Everybody just, gets their turn. Yeah, we'll just change who is the the like in charge of the government at the time, essentially. The astrology girl cat people really did like maybe we should give that a shot. Cl- clearly, the governments we currently have don't work. So maybe like we uh, can I, give I, that a shot in the real world. <laughs> I, I did write down like a couple of jokes about like a pumpkin spice, like a kedgy with a pumpkin spice latte and Ugg boots that I just like couldn't make work and I kept deleting in the script. So like, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's also something there with like time of the month and like coming around. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know where to put it all together, but yeah. So another, or an extent, a continuation of the last quote I read you guys from the, the third pocket edition. For a thousand years, this delicate astronomic and political dance was equal to facing every threat posed against the Khajiit. The Alessian Empire chose not to extend its borders too far south, and the Bosmer of Valenwood likewise knew how far eastward they dared to extend their kingdom. But the terrible Thracian plague of first era 2260 finally upset this balance forever. Traveling down the trade routes into the heart of elsewhere, the plague decimated the Khajiit, forcing the survivors into roles they did not choose. Uh-oh. Thus was the province turned from 16 states to only two. Pa Alantin and Nequinal, more commonly known by their serodelic names of Pelantin and Anaquina. So things were going great until COVID came and just kind of fucked everything up. Supply lines got fucked. And basically like certain certain populations, like the fish, the fishing people got like too decimated that they're like, 
well, we can't provide fish to everybody now unless you guys like send some people over. And there's just kind of like this great like mix up of of people and, uh, you know, a cultural revolution, I guess you could say. Not a not necessarily a good one. That is how I think the Black Plague part of it was it was spread by trade, like ships and the Silk Road, like spread it. Uh, that's how it like got so far. Yeah. Well, there's rat, there's rats on every ship, right? Yeah, exactly. Also, yeah. it's sort of COVID too in our globalized world. Like, got here on a plane. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Uh, so after the Thracian plague, but prior to the second era, three hundred nine, Elsewhere was m- almost continuously mired in internal conflict and strife between its tribal factions. So like. It was just like the perfect balance and it just like just got tipped off and they they've never found their their footing again. Yeah. Due to its tribal strife, it was incapable of presenting a common force to external enemies. And in the words of the pocket guide to the Empire first edition, the nearly constant insurrection and tribal warfare among the catmen rarely troubled the stage of history. So they they kind of enter this like dark ages where they're very just like internal and and feuding amongst themselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's all this bloodshed and death, but like nobody really cares about what's going on in the desert. Well, they're too busy infighting to like I- invade Cyrodiil, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they never seemed like super keen on, on invading Cyrodiil. Like it, it seems like they this was like, this was the, the land given to them by God, right? Like they just wanted to defend it, but like yeah. they, they didn't make any like significant like cultural or scientific or anything advances during this time, just because they were, like they were really in the dark ages, right? Yeah, like, I mean, if if your culture is so insular and you can't trade with outside yeah. people, it's just like again, it's like with the the fertility of the soil or even the fertile crescent in the Middle East is just like if you guys don't have iron, you're not going into the Iron Age. It's yeah. literally <laughs> impossible. Exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to think what Khajiits would be good at. It's like yeah, street magic didn't really penetrate into the next, <laughs> into the next <laughs> cultural renaissance. Can you just imagine like you have like Leonardo da Vinci, Michelangelo, Donatello? You got like all the you know the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but they're just named after, like, street magicians. Like, yeah. <laughs> David Blaine. Yeah. Uh, David yeah, there's Chris yeah. Angelo with his, <laughs> with his baton. Yeah. It's got, like, it's just just Michelangelo, the Ninja Turtle, which is the Chris Angel hair. It's just something yeah. that I oh my God. put that on a t-shirt. Um, so what is known is, what is known about the Khajiit is that uh, they have, or some knowledge about the events, uh, around the world during this time that they did have some knowledge of, even though they were so like insular and, and kind of involved in their own stuff. They were aware of the eruption at Vardenfell. Uh, listen to our Morrowind episode if you want to learn more about that. Yeah. Morrowind episodes. Did we do well, Morrowind they would two? have to be... A, they didn't... Were they all like culturally mixed up already? Because that happened when the prison crashed into the island in like the third era. That happened after Oblivion, I think. Didn't it? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm I not can't sure remember. The Red uh, Mountain but, may have erupted twice. I definitely mentioned it in that episode a million years yeah. ago. Yeah. Uh, so they called that Sun's Death. Uh, they only they say like the eruption of Vardenfell. So I'm going to guess it's happened once. But either either way, like this this period of like uh, uh, stagnation lasts up until the the uh, second era, 309. So I, I'm not sure um, okay. when it what exactly the timeline looks like there. Uh, some sources even state that the Khajiit fought alongside Wolfharth at the Battle of Red Mount. So cool. it seems like that also happened before this point. Uh, yeah, because the Battle of Red Mountain would have been like when they whatever. We have an episode about it. Sorry. Yeah. Never mind. Uh, I have uh, another quote for you guys or a continuation of a quote. The two kingdoms, of course, represented the moons uh, at their extremes, but also radically different interpretations of Khajiit culture, which they adopted from the tribes each had absorbed. The people of Peloton considered their neighbors in Anaquina to be uncouth barbarians, while the Anaquinians looked to the south and saw only decadence and depravity. Again, this is that 
cultural line, right? Where you have yeah. these these rich aristocrats with all these resources, and then you have these hardened warriors living in the desert. Yep. For many more centuries, the two lands fought, neither gaining appreciable ground. The South had the wealth and could hire mercenaries and withstand sieges, but the North had a warrior culture and could never be dominated. Wait, you didn't say aristocrat. You said aristocrat. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh. There's the aristocrats for the warriors. Okay, got it. I can't believe I missed that. Oh my god. <laughs> Scrap the episode. Let's start over, guys. Yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. We're, we'll pretend this never happened. Workshopping your pumpkin spice joke, you're like, nah, no more jokes, never mind. <laughs> so, in Second Era 309, the king and queen of the opposing states decide on a resolution. Carago of Anaquina and Ashita of Pelotine, the king and the queen, uh, would marry. And elsewhere, establish a central government. So... They have a very Europe, a very European move of just like marry for a political alliance, and we'll call it a fucking day. Yeah, um, these cats so seem it, really good at politics. <laughs> I mean, they're cunning, like, right? That's like their whole thing. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's like <laughs> based on the thinking about the actual animal. It's just most of them are super fucking solitary and have like no social interaction whatsoever, except for like a pride of lions, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <exactly. laughs> like. The cats are happier by themselves. You've got tigers are by themselves. A lot of these other things, but like yeah. these ones, like no, no. I mean, thank God tigers can't set up government because we would be doomed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah how would how would they like get married? Do you think that like he goes pulls the ring from behind her ear and slides it onto her paw? Or, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It, it, or it's like th- he's got three folded cards on a collapsible table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is this your yeah. card? Ace of diamonds? No, it's not. <laughs> Check your finger. yeah Yeah. just a bunch of cats like reacting like over the top in the background (laughs) my freak (laughs) (laughs) the uh the king and queen of these opposing sides get married uh when the two leaders are forming their alliance they recall an old kajiti proverb perfect society is always elsewhere Giving oh. the land its modern name. Uh, so it comes from an old Kajiti. Oh. I always thought that was like a developer pun. It's like, where are the cats, it, the cat people from? It's like elsewhere. It is. So oh. uh, this, this, that, that lore bomb uh, comes from a different QWERTY interview with the developers. Uh, and one of them, one of them basically says uh, it comes from the Kajiti proverb. Perfect society is always elsewhere. Uh, so he says that but it's it's absolutely just like for sure it just started like a, yeah they're elsewhere and then i really feel like they reverse engineered that as well yeah right i like um, this is gonna be way too canadian but like th- that is one of those like part of our heritage commercials where you've got like the native american or the native canadians saying like canada and the, the uh, french idiots mm-hmm. are just like well that must be what the country is called uh, is just like the part yeah. of our heritage would would have that proverb in it right uh, yeah Kanata just means like river or whatever in like that dialect of of indigenous. yeah the Iroquois yeah. language or whatever yeah. it was yeah shows like a sponsor and like the sound of a loon afterwards or something yeah. I don't know yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the resulting merged state naturally causes some discord it turns out that uh, you know not to call back to America again but they're gonna have another civil war it seems like okay boogaloo particularly among former feudal aristocracy who you know had once been like there had these influential positions in their own like smaller government and were now mainly symbolic 
they only had their vast riches for comfort, you know, Ew. and their continued resources. <laughs> they decided to take up arms against the United States, or should I say they hired armies to take up arms? Obviously, <laughs> they're course, not going to yeah. get their hands dirty. Right. The war wages for some time until the normally bipartisan Maine steps in to help negotiate. So, uh, and by the way, the whole thing just sounds like like one a.m. alleyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Or oh actually, God. when Can I you imagine this place, yeah. <laughs> the fucking like lines, like that, ten, uh, you know, it's like ten thousand cats strong, right? Yeah. Can you imagine like the Battle of Waterloo, where there's yeah. just like on either side, just like that noise, the what, what the caterwauling on both sides, uh, yeah, <laughs> waking up people in different provinces, just like shut up. Dumping hot water out the window. The, the Lord of the Rings, like aerial view of of the army, and you can see like the first four rows, all their backs become hunched yeah. and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, and, like at, just spreading backwards through the the, the lines. Yeah, that'd be awesome. ready, charge! And then like you know, one cat kind of like darts off to the side, another one starts licking itself, another one's yeah. like wandering out into the middle of the battlefield, like flops onto its side. Yeah, it can't yeah. hurt a cat army. This yeah. <laughs> is simply chaos. <laughs> Uh, so here's a, a final quote for you guys from the first edition pocket guide. Main rid Tharidatha bestowed to the classes equality under the bilunar shadow, dividing their power in accordance with two, two moons dance of the Jakaje. So uh, the main steps in basically reinstitutes what they had with like the 16 states with just the two where they say like, hey, just like when when this one's in power or when this one's full, like uh this this group is in power when this one's full the other group is in power uh, and that's the system of government in in elsewhere today is it's this kind of like fluctuating like every four years they they vote in a different party and, well you had like the uh, southern like moon sugar plantation owners and then the guys up north it was just like okay like now they just bring in their spiritual leader to like end the war on drugs like decriminalize <laughs> moon sugar and it's just like oh good peace finally uh, <laughs> Essentially, control of the, the region of Ellsworth fluctuates between city cat and country cat, depending on the phases of the moon. Uh, uh, to your to your moon sugar drugs. Uh, fun fact: it's not a drug to the Khajiit, but uh, hmm. we're we'll talk about that more on the uh, bonus episode. That's been it for uh, the Khajiit lore uh, this week, folks. Uh, if you like the episode, consider leaving us a five star review on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Uh, it really means a lot to us and really helps the show to grow. Uh, and if you want to, you could also just tell some people you know about the show, some coworkers, some strangers on the bus, uh, whatever you think is appropriate. Especially uh, strangers on the bus, yeah. Especially <laughs> strangers on the bus. We don't, I mean, we don't advertise the show. So that's the, this is the only way we grow and we've, we've been growing great because of your guys' hard work. We've given like a lot of opportunities where we say, okay, you know what? If you're on the bus, just grab a stranger's hand. That's happened in past episodes. So, like, <laughs> I think there's more than once. So, like, those are the perfect opportunities. You know? yeah. Peter, what's going on in the Instagram slash comic world these days? Uh, at Loreboys Podcast on Instagram. Um, I'm on vacation from my day job to get back to, to get to my comic job. Things have been going well. I had a good flow there in December. And then work got crazy busy working on Ant-Man, Ants Take Manhattan, as I believe the subtitle is now. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Can't remember. Um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, just uh, doing do my personal work, doing my thing. Uh, people be sending me stories these days, so feel free to send me some donk memes if you wish. Uh, I will give you a heart react, because I'm probably pooping or doing something else when I'm reading your messages. <laughs> yeah, and that's at, at Lord Boys Podcast on... 
at Lore Bros Podcast on Instagram. Give us a follow. I we have uh, on the subject of astrology <clears throat> girls. Currently, we have more followers than like some hot chicks that I know who post thirst traps. So it's very good to know that like art's not dead. You can post a single image every week. We, and we can be do, successful. do better than a hot chick sometimes. <laughs> we can be successful without putting women down, Peter. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um jimbo what's going on with you uh, man? just get in the discord uh so i spend most of the time i've been chatting up a storm in there lately hanging out with the folks doing like yeah. food picks dog picks uh video game progress updates all that fun stuff Com- i just computer troubleshooting help <laughs> yeah i just noticed i'm drinking a desert um death a valley, death valley. Oh. beer and we're in the desert so it's uh, desert, yeah. very much uh it, 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 i got the right beer today this is the first time i tried it That's and good. uh it's good it's triple hops it was hoppier than i expected i didn't read the triple hop part but strong yeah uh yeah the link to the discord is in the description of this episode if you guys want to uh request an episode or just chat with us that's a great place to do it we also have an email uh loreboyspodcast at gmail.com or contact at loreboys.com uh we will be doing a uh mailbag at some point in the in the near ish future uh no dates confirmed or anything like that but we are going to humbly ask you guys to send in uh send in some emails they can just be funny they can be jokes they can be sincere they can be whatever you want and if they're not uh super inappropriate we'll read them live on air one quick thing about that actually try Mm -hmm. and keep them a little bit short i do appreciate when people want to like gush uh but in the since we're going to be reading it live maybe keep it to two paragraphs or less that would be great yeah or yeah yeah uh, leave what you would really want us to read at the top otherwise we might just cut some of the bottom just yeah, to, exactly. just get yeah. Yeah. Exactly. um yeah and if you guys want to support the show we do have a patreon patreon.com slash the lore boys where you guys can get access to uh the loser titles game that we play you get access to some special channels on the discord um and we do have uh bonus content we have we're coming up on 50 episodes of, of bonus content averaging around 30 minutes each yeah. uh this week we're gonna have some bonus bonus lore that i kind of hinted at uh, about moon now, sugar i have a bone to pick games. with both of you guys oh both, both of us games. okay well oh. actually yeah <laughs> before this episode started jb told me he had a bone to pick with peter and he said don't tell peter but now I'm he's, he's say- outing that he's, it's well, also me it's a lesser one with you, but I have a bone okay. to pick with both of you. So. That's fine. <laughs> We're gonna take it. Uh, tune in t- if you guys want to tune into whatever the fuck that is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash. He doesn't voice. seem upset. You, you can hear Jamie Negas, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and of course, if you guys don't uh, believe in Patreon uh, because it's not part of your uh, feline creation myth, then uh, we do have Lore Boys Prime, which is. Uh, technically canon to all major world religions just by weird coincidence we didn't design it like that but uh jesus did believe in our message of lore boys prime uh (laughs) (laughs) this week we will be uh issuing you guys some uh some uh what do you what do you call them when you horoscopes that's that's the word Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be writing some horoscopes uh so we just need you guys to uh send us a picture of you holding a stranger's hand on the bus (laughs) <laughs> right for, uh, for an undisclosed reason don't hey l- hey buddy don't worry about it okay don't don't yeah. even don't even sweat why we need that picture okay but we do need the picture so send us a picture and we will send you back a customized uh horoscope based on your uh astrological sign or not maybe the face of the moon or maybe yeah. whatever yeah uh do, do some street magic with them and that, then like make their hand end up in your hand and they didn't even expect it oh, you know? oh yeah. is this your hand it's like oh wow <laughs> <laughs> 
holds holds up like stump of arm like ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, and I think that would cost you a lore boys lore boys, lore boys. Uh, You good, James? Good. Yeah, all good, all good. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm listening. I just had to take care of something. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> way too, way too distracting to just power through that. Uh, <laughs> I have. Um, oh my god! <laughs> it looks like who's that guy from uh, Sons of Anarchy? Like the the guy that cats look like his face. Ron is this guy? No, that is that is I so I shared a photo that is Ron Perlman. It is the guy from Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah. Okay, I thought that's I was, what Ethan was, was showing us. I just saw that it was Beauty in in the Lore Boys chat. There's just Beauty and the Beast. Ron Perlman. That is um <laughs> <laughs> kind of ugly, but yeah. So it's he was in like a TV a TV show of Beauty and the Beast with the, the I can't remember the actress's name, but the Sarah Connor from Terminator. Um, and I was thinking of like the, they have like a, like a star chart basically on what, how their baby's going to look based on the phases of the moon. It's like a sl- sliding scale of like house cat to Ron Perlman from that show. <laughs> <laughs> basically, it's just like yeah. what your baby's going to look like when you're like. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.